Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, lots to get to, Sean Callahan joins us next segment to talk, talk about some recruiting news from yesterday. Yeah, there was a lot of, of news. Some, and some staffing news, I suppose, for Nebraska. <laughs> There's still stuff going on for the Huskers before spring, fo- uh, yeah, spring football begins. Yes. I have a cough drop in. Yeah, I can hear it. Can well, you hear it clanking around? I sure do. And guess who else does? The listeners do. Well, yesterday, did you notice... All right, I think this falls under the category of idle chit-chat. Sponsored by Newton's Lawn Care. Call them today for all your 2023 fertilizing plants. What do you got? Did you notice yesterday I was hacking a lot? I had trouble. You were annoyed at one point. Was I? I could tell. Well, you did step off the microphone because you had to cough for for like 15 straight seconds. No, but I had a bout. So today I brought... The trusted Vix vapors. <laughs> is that what you did? I did. Do you feel better? Is it is it soothing your your cough? Yes. Does your voice sound you better? Notice, do you notice I'm not coughing yet? Yeah, I won't. Not with Vix vapors. Do you have a permanent cough? Do you think? Stop saying that. Why would you say that? Well, because you do bring cough drops in all the time. It's like twenty four seven. I'm just asking a fair question. You know? I don't know if that's fair. Why is that not fair? Um, it seems on a, a little bit on the accusatory side. It's not accusatory. It's just a, it's a simple question. It's a simple question. <laughs> um, let's not have this conversation. <laughs> well, <laughs> fine then, Mr. Coughtrap. We'll just move on with that. Okay. Anything interesting in your world yesterday? Mm, well, uh, we'll get to it in a second. I watched basketball last night. That wasn't very fun. I did too. Uh, we'll talk. Tough at workout about yesterday. Them. Tough workout. Yeah, you did have one. Tough workout. So our a good friend Yoshi at the gym, you, Yoshi Hardrick. Okay, now that's interesting. Who I think we might see at some point in studio the next couple of weeks in here. That would be great. Yes. Okay, Yoshi. For those who've forgotten, played tackle for Nebraska at a high level during the Pelini years. Yes. Um, and that then went in, and has had an excellent career. In the Canadian football league. Yes, he has. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the team he was runner-up with this year in the finals in the Grey Cup. We didn't oh, – let's, let's stay on just for a second here. Can we stay on the idle chit-chat? Yes, we can. I think there's some listeners that, that would take us to task, and rightfully so, for failing yesterday – to mention during the two hours of our sports talk show that Donovan Mitchell, Donnie Mitchell, yes. went for 71 points and 11 assists and eight rebounds in the Cleveland Cavaliers' overtime win, 145-134 to 134 against the Bulls. Why that wasn't mentioned yesterday on a sports talk radio well, show? Well, you know, this isn't the biggest NBA-friendly station or, or show. 
in a town that doesn't really care that much about the NBA. Lincoln's not an NBA town at all. But you're right. He's that's, the first that's... player in league history to have 70 and 10. 70 points and 10 assists. After we just saw last week, Luka Doncic goes for 60 points and 20 rebounds in a win against the Knicks. So, pretty pretty incredible things going on right now. DeRozan. In the DeMar same, DeRozan of the Bulls. In the same game had 44 points. And it was just nothing compared to 71. Idle The former Utah Jazz man, Donovan Mitchell. Idle Chit Chat, sponsored by Newton's Lawn Care. Call today, 402-440-6297 for a free quote for a 2023 fertilizer program. Newton's Lawn Care. I don't know exactly what your hang-up is with the NBA. I don't share it. At this point, well, you know, I'm a Heat fan, Miami Heat, and they're having a, a rough start. They're 20 and 18. They had a horrible start. Now they're okay. It just it's hard to watch all the games. It's hard to watch all the NFL games. No, it's not because there's only 18 18 weeks a year of the NFL, and the NFL is a phenomenal product. Phenomenal, it is phenomenal product. It is with every Sunday you have what 10 games or 10 12 games. Monday a game, Thursday a game. It's not a phenomenal product. What's that? Nebraska men's basketball. Yeah, Nebraska basketball goes on the road last night. We were hopeful for a uh, you know a good showing by the Huskers in East Lansing following a nice win against Iowa last Thursday. Well, sip. It wasn't very pretty for Nebraska. Uh, they lose to Michigan State 74-56, trailed by 22 points at halftime because sip they only had 17 points at halftime. Yeah. 17. Right. 17 and a half. Huskers do outscore them in the second half by four, but they lose by 18. And there's several stories of this game, um, but they pretty much all start with the common issue for the squad, which is poor shooting. And number one sip, which has been a problem for Hoiberg in the previous seasons here. It flared up again last night. Free throws. Nebraska was eight for 20 on free throws. Last night, I repeat, Nebraska 8 for 20. Derek Walker, 1 for 8 at the free throw line. Ouch. Sam Greasel, 2 for 4. Wilcher, 1 for 2. Uh, Breidenbach made his one free throw, but still 8 for 20. Michigan State out-rebounds Nebraska by 17. 46-29. All these things we saw regarding effort for Nebraska against Iowa and even Purdue in the loss and most of the games this season, you didn't see him last night. Now, I didn't think they'd play a horrible defense for some of this game. Now, they did play for some of the game bad defense, but the the issues that have affected this program in the Hoiberg era were ugly last night. When the yeah. rebounding and free throws, and again, also two for 16 on three-point attempts in the ball game. All right, the free throws, I mean, I don't want to get obnoxious, I don't know that I'll be able to help myself. I don't. You're allowed to be obnoxious on that. Please do. Eight for twenty. If if I was coaching a sixth grade girls team, oh here a we go. Sixth grade girls team or a boys team, I guess I don't want to be inappropriate, but a sixth grade girls team with boys or whatever. A sixth I'd, grade team. I'd say if we were, and I was coaching that team and we were eight for twenty, I would say girls. I know you got little hands. And I know your attention span is not the greatest, but eight for 20 is unacceptable. We're going to shoot free throws for an hour and a half tomorrow at practice. And if you don't make five in a row, you're not getting your phone back. And I don't, you can cry all you want. You got little hands. You're not, your strength isn't great. 
but you're a sixth grade girls team and you should be able to make 10 of 20 free throws, not eight. You're a sixth grade girls team. You got little hands. I know it's tough, but you're standing there. The It's just you in the basket. Just make the free throw. Yeah, I mean, any stage of basketball, free throws are vital. A sixth-grade girls team could hit 8 of 20. Am I That's kind of obnoxious a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I could see people saying, well, come on, man, come on. <laughs> However, the point is valid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God. Really? Is it that obnoxious? Yeah, 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 a little bit. But the point is valid, though. This, I go back to that game in Fred's first year where they went 8 for 33 at the free throw line against Northwestern. That that was mortifyingly bad. 8 yeah. for 23. Yeah. Now, last night, 8 for 20 is still terrible for a team that's a lot better in terms of cohesion than those first couple years that Fred Hoiberg had. But No, I know. Here's the deal. I, I still ugh. This team, I still like it. Here, I mean, the one thing I would say, and I watched the game from start to finish. I watched the whole thing also. You give Michigan State a lot of credit. Now, I think that's the best Michigan State, you know, if you were listening to it, Stephen Bardo, Kevin Kugler on the call, and those guys both commented that that was as well as Michigan State's played all year, both both ends. Well, it helps both when ends. you're missing wide-open layups and shots, too. Yeah, let's give the opponent credit. I'm going to. Okay, so what – think about this. Think about what you saw against Iowa, and Iowa's – inability to get into any kind of offense against Nebraska and how <coughs> and how Nebraska swarmed Iowa and Iowa's rushing shots bad shots getting bad shots Nebraska wore them down boy Michigan State it was it was much it was a much different in, in your mind's eye the whole picture was much different Michigan State did what it mm. does it pressed pace pressed and, and here's what happens. When you're missing shots like Nebraska, just feeds right into Michigan State because then they get out and run. One good way to slow a team that runs like that is make shots yeah. um, because it's harder You know, it's harder to take the ball out of the basket and push it up the floor. floor. But Nebraska's missing shots, missing free throws. I, Izzo told his team, no, we, we will not allow – Nebraska to rebound its own miss from the line. Not one. None. None. They get no rebounds mm. off missed free throws. Zero. Okay. So they did accomplish that. Um, and what Michigan State did and what it does is it pushes pace, right? And then it gets into its offense and they were swinging the ball. I mean, they were moving the ball. There was ball movement. And a live ball is more apt to go in the basket. Michigan State. I was very impressed with the way they purposely moved the ball against Nebraska. And I still thought Nebraska didn't play terrible defense. I mean, they, they moved. Not great, oh, yeah, It wasn't great. It wasn't not great, it wasn't not great, great energy. Because here's what happened. Fred said this after the game. When you're, when you're missing shots, human nature is that it affects your defense. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty much a given. Yeah. And I'm with Fred on that. I mean, you, you could tell a little. I mean, I still thought in the first 10 minutes when that game was still – somewhat in question, Nebraska was hanging, they were right there, that the effort was very strong. I didn't think the oh, effort... Yeah, the effort was all right. I never saw a team... Yeah. I mean, in the second half, they got it down to 12 points, oh, right? They, yeah, they, they were. They were down by 22 at halftime, get it down to 12 because they're fighting hard. Right. 
that, yeah, and I'm not going to give and the, a lot of And the baskets that. that Michigan State made to, to keep it going at, at that time were still pretty tough shots. You know, they make a, a long jumper or a contested, uh, you know, layup at the, you know, in the paint. But it wasn't like they were giving, getting a bunch of breakaways and, and steals and just easy buckets. Nebraska still made them work for it. They just made shots in their home court. But when all is said and done, you lose the game by 18 points. Uh, you never you know, never got closer than 12 in the second half when trailing by 22 at halftime. And you got to find yourself. I mean, you got to find a way to make shots in the road. Your next game, Sip, is at Minnesota, who is a bad basketball team. They're but bad. guess what? They're bad. Guess what? Can you make shots on the road? Because if you don't, it won't matter how bad Minnesota is. Thank you. You have to make free throws. You have to make your shots. The simple things we always complain about about Nebraska basketball showed their ugly face last night. So at one point, I guess it's just elementary. This is just elementary. But at, at one point, Nebraska was 3 for 11 from the stripe in the second half. If you just say eight more makes, the game would have been 56-49 at that point. It would have been a ball game. Instead, it wasn't a ball game. Nebraska was down, you know, 56-41. to 41. Eight, it's not too much to ask a team to make its free throws. I know, I'm not, and I'm not going to, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I was obnoxious before. I will not go down that path. Well, it's fascinating. Think about this too. fascinating though. that you called me out for that. Well, it happens. Um, okay. Go ahead. On Michigan State's home court, Nebraska has 20 free throw attempts. Michigan State has six. Right. So it wasn't like it was an unfairly uh-uh. called game where, okay, it's, it's leaning towards Michigan no. State. No, Nebraska was at the free throw line way more often than Michigan State was. And you just blew every opportunity you had to crawl closer with free shots there. Uh-huh. And okay, there that's, you go. That, that's just painful. That's painful. So big picture. Big picture. Nebraska falls to eight and seven and one and three in the Big Ten. You got to get this one coming up. I mean, it's you just you don't want to dig yourself a hole in this league. Michigan State, on the other hand, ten and four and two and one. And Michigan State's a little better than I thought. And you heard Bardo and Kugler saying this is definitely a you know, this is a team, it's one of the better teams in the Big Ten. I don't know. I haven't seen enough. Obviously, we've seen Purdue up close. Purdue's better. They just have a good game. Are they a good team or did they have a good game last night? It's hard to know. We'll see if they're consistently that good going forward. They have some pieces. It's not a top ten team, I don't think. I don't think. No, no. God, no. Michigan State? Yeah. No, it's not a top ten. They played really good basketball last night. Well, I think they're a top 25 team. Jake? Possibly. Yeah, I think, I think you're going to see him in the top 25 here pretty quick. Here was a note. If you want some positivity about Nebraska so far, can I give some positivity here? Sure. From before the game. This was a, a, a post a pregame note okay. for Nebraska. So as of January 1st, Nebraska's net strength of schedule was 18th nationally. The only Big Ten team in the top 30 nationally. How about that? Okay. Okay. Michigan State will be Nebraska's seventh quad one opponent of the year and ninth opponent in the top two quads. No Division I team has played more quad one opponents than Nebraska as of January 1st. That's amazing. Nebraska's six losses at that point are to teams which have a combined 65-15 and 15 record, which five of those teams are currently in the top 50 of the net. Now, so they've had a tough schedule. 
They have. And if you start looking down the line and say Nebraska finishes six and fourteen in the Big Ten, six and fourteen. Yeah. Keep that in mind. That that all of that what you just read. Does that does that in the eyes of Trev Alberts? Does that give provide more grace for Fred Hoiberg? Would six and fourteen get Fred back? A six and fourteen Big Ten record. They play twenty games. Yeah, I think part of that depends on how it looks. Like, sure. are, you, are you getting those six wins early in conference play and fading off, or are you finishing strong like they did last year, getting three straight wins to close? What was a terrible Big Ten slate for Nebraska? Mm-hmm. It depends on how that looks. Did the, does the team give up at the end? I don't see this team giving up. I don't either. I and, do not see it giving. And up. I would say right now, if 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 I had to guess, Trev Alberts is, is not looking to make a move with basketball, seeing there's progress. Now, again, if they keep if they falter and this falls off, then something happens. But I would I would say right now, if I had to guess, he's he's leaning toward keeping Fred. That's my wanting assumption. to keep him. Yeah, wanting to keep him. Fred. Fred has the support of I would say I don't know what percentage but most of the fan base I don't know what percentage but most of the fan base likability factors very high team plays hard team plays a style that fans like fans will walk away from that game Nebraska fans last night disappointed for sure disappointed um they should be borderly borderline angry um but it wasn't you know, Nebraska's effort wasn't bad. There wasn't any – they just got beat by a better team who played very well on that certain night. Michigan State is a good team that played very well. Good team that played On their home well. court. Yeah. I I do think there's going to have to be a a – it could be a tough decision because I think this team is going to win enough games to make it a tough decision. You know, if they go – what am I talking about? If they go three and seventeen in the Big Ten, is there a decision to be made? I don't think so. I think it's gone. Yeah, it's over. Um, but I think there's this is a six and fourteen, seven and thirteen type of team. Um, and then I think that might be enough. But do you understand part because of the schedule? Do you understand how the fans might be concerned if that's still good enough? Sure, that's that's a big concern. I mean, we're we're talking that's a about, huge concern. You want this program to not just be. The basement of no, it's a huge concern forever. And I, this is where I I have to credit you for not going too far down the road of yeah, but sip. I mean, they really played well in the second half and made it a game. You can't. This is, I think, this athletic department has to be really careful right now about that sort of narrative. That oh yeah, no, but man, man, they played hard in the second half and they were within twelve. You got to give them a lot of credit. No, you don't. You don't have to yeah. give them credit for that. In fact, mm-hmm. if you keep giving them credit, it feeds into a terrible narrative that it's okay to lose, and it's okay, it's just okay. Sip if they're close, it's okay. No, no, it's not. Well, and, if, and they but that close narrative last is night. too pervasive in this fan base right now. Well, it, it, here's the here's the case. If Nebraska were playing against Duke last night, can maybe maybe I could see that narrative no, being fun. No, no, no. Nebraska, it's never a Nebraska was a seven point underdog. Like there was, it was supposed to be a competitive game. Like I, I don't want to hear about hey, hey you cut a twenty two point halftime that. deficit to twelve. No. You were seven point dogs. It was supposed to be a tight game. I know. This is where people are gonna attack and I'm I'm, I'm tech, check the text line out. Did we how much did we do that for Frost in you know, when they were losing all those close games in twenty twenty one? We were critical. I was critical. Yeah. Well I was crit I mean, I was obviously critical. Um 
but but I do think some of that narrative was, oh, but they're coming close. You know, they're pushing Ohio State, right? They're pushing Ohio State into the into the late stages of a game on it. You know, they're close to Iowa without it starting court with, you know, with Logan Smothers. Yeah, I think there was some of that. But what I'm saying is that conversation has to evolve toward, no, that's not good enough. Already, though, that conversation is be ha- going to be had during the rural era. There's already, early in the rural era, there's already this discussion of, for instance, Sam McEwen of the World Herald wrote the other day, I don't know if you noticed it, that this is going to take time, and if it doesn't go particularly well in year one, that's the way it is, versus the mindset of, no, they have a roster that can win right away. And that, in this yeah. day and age, you can do it. Yeah, it doesn't Tulane help. did it. Right. You, TCU did it. USC did it. Well, look at his first-year coaches. I mean, right. Tulane was not, that was not Willie's first year. But oh, that's look, not first look, year. look at, like, Mike Elko at Duke. Yeah. Gets nine wins. Right. So, Jim Moore Jr. takes UConn from hell to six wins in his first year. Right. So this conversation's not it's it's going to keep it's gonna stay with us. Cause there's already, I notice it. There are some people and I'm I am more I have evolved more in your direction on that you. conversation where I look at this roster and I don't say, no, I'm not they they could be like a temple in year one or a Baylor in year one where it's a two win. No, no, no. This is not a two win team. They're they're they should be a bowl team in in his first. They should have been a bowl team the last couple of years, right? If 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 when I look at the roster as it is right now, and then I look at the schedule right now, yeah, there's no there's no real there's no reason this team should go three and nine. So no, I, mean, I think there is a certain it, amount of pressure right. in, in, on rule in year one, a certain amount, right? And if a they do, amount, not and, a lot. And if they do, that's why I said I'll, I'll put a check in the disappointment. Yeah, box. not run him out of town, right. box, but but you can assess each season individually. Right. And I would say, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm still hopeful for the future, but that's a disappointment for year one, right? I've I've noted reaction to that that idea that you just say year one is up. Don't even look at the record. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, I've seen reaction to it. It's not good. It's not. Wait a second. We kind of. That, that's a dangerous. I don't know how you can say that. It's a dangerous place to be when you just saw that a, a team that right now is playing for the national championship with a first-year head coach at that program mm-hmm. that inherited a five and seventeen right. the previous year. Right. Don't tell me the first year doesn't matter. I don't buy that. No, but again, these com- complications are layered. TCU is much more talented than Nebraska. Fine, but I I recall. I mean, I, I remember seeing Joey McGuire, the head coach of Texas Tech, saying, "You know, he's great friends with Matt Rule." He mm-hmm. said, "It shouldn't take that long for him there. He should not have his 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 uh, bad first year. He's seen it maybe Baylor or Temple. Shouldn't well, be like then, that." Then it's the same. Then you switch the conversation back to Fred. I mean, what what are we doing here? That one guy on the text line says this at 464-5685. Fred does not have my support. He was a stubborn mule his first three years, and he finally has an average team while being paid millions. Fourth year. Fourth year, and we're we're on the radio saying six and fourteen in the league's enough. Now, some people are gonna be repulsed by that. And I don't blame them. You you should be some of you should be repulsed by that. It kind of repulses me. I'm not sold on six to fourteen being enough for Fred. Hmm. Well, it, I'm not saying it is for sure. I, all I'm, I don't have a, I, don't, I can't read Trev Albert's mind. 
but I would say because of Fred's likability, um, the his professionalism, and the way his team is playing now, the style and the effort, that I think he's going to get a lot of grace from people, and I think he could get grace from Trev if the team please keeps playing the tough basketball and and good defense they've played so far this season. Mm-hmm. Then yes, but if they get sloppy and lose that way, then you're going to have they're not going to get they're not this team's not going to yeah, but that's not going to happen. This team has a lot of character. It's not just go, Jake. It's not this team's not suddenly going to stop playing and get sloppy and and get individualistic. That doesn't it's not in this team's DNA. Now, they got to get some wins, you know. Um it but no, I mean I don't think it's going to go south. I I don't see that from this. You see Dwan Gary and Emmanuel Bandamel and Greasel and Derek Walker I mean, any of those guys, Wiltshire, Tominaga, those guys are – they play. They play hard. They'll keep playing hard. Huskers play uh, at Minnesota at 11 a.m. Saturday. Got to get that 11 a.m., BTN. There's got to be a lot of urgency, and Fred did, Fred did talk last night about the lack of urgency on the defensive end. Again, again, if, you, if the ball is not going in the basket, it does affect your defense, and he acknowledged that. It shouldn't. But anybody who's been around the game at all knows if you're not shooting well, it tends to affect your defense. And I think you saw that last night. But I would give more credit. I would say that conversation is more about what Michigan State did. It's more about was it Tyson Walker? Yeah, he was good last night. Right out of the gate, was twenty-one points. He was yeah, he was on fire. Nine of fifteen shooting for Tyson Walker, and he was coming off a bad game against Buffalo. But I just think Michigan State's formula is. Is the, I mean, basically the formula to handle a good defensive team like Nebraska, which is, again, press pace and whip the ball. I mean, try to get shots early in the clock. If you don't, move the ball. Man, they move the ball well, Michigan State. They really, in their half court offense, they, the ball was moving. And it doesn't matter how good your defensive team is if the ball's moving like that it's going to be tough for you and it was tough for Nebraska would you agree they got a lot of open shots man oh yeah I'm telling you Michigan State and they weren't just open shots they were comfortable open shots because the ball movement it wasn't that's Izzo man yeah Izzo Izzo has a pretty good team pretty good team there pretty good Jake they're top 25 they look like a top 25 would you agree that Wisconsin is one of the better teams in the conference right now I don't know I watched them against Minnesota and yeah, they beat Minnesota by three. I know. I didn't think they Wisconsin looked very good. Well, maybe maybe it's just one of those years in the Big Ten right. where anybody can beat anybody, which has been the case so far. I don't know. I have a hard time sizing up this conference right now. I mean, I know I like Purdue, but I don't think Purdue, and I do think Purdue's a threat to win it all. I do, but after that, uh, I like Indiana. I guess I get, I would say I liked Indiana better than Creighton. I said that on the air, and I still say it. I like Indiana better than Creighton. Creighton's now won three in a row, by the way. They have. Yeah, they're starting to find their way a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Three. Yeah, three. Yeah, Wisconsin's 11-2. I brought that up. Yeah, I didn't think they looked good last night. Well, they won, though. They beat Minnesota by three at home. So, if, if you think that Minnesota's just going to be a walk in the park for Nebraska, it's not going to be no, a walk it's in not. the park. No, it won't be. No, it won't they're be. trying to get their first co- their first conference win. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Huskers go for seven, 11 a.m. on oh, Saturday. That's a hard that's a road. hard game time start. The good news is there can't be a big crowd there, right? I wouldn't. No, I would. That's a bad basketball team. Kids are still away on on winter break, yeah. and it's eleven a.m. It's going to be a quiet arena. Both teams are going to have to generate their own energy somehow. I that's good. I think that falls 
I think that's not bad for Nebraska because guys like Vandemel, he'll get that. He'll get them going. He'll get them going. We got a phone call. If you can hear us, you're on early break. Who do we have here? Go ahead. This is your boy from Napa, California. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for patiently waiting, Vince from Napa. Absolutely, but um, as far as far as the conversation is concerned, as it as it pertains to both Coach Rule and Coach uh, Hoiberg, now for one, I've <clears throat> I've been completely you know in the camp of there's there is no rhyme or reason why why six and six but and making it to a bowl game should not be a goal. There's no reason whatsoever because think about it, okay? You figure. Most teams on a given year are going to have three gettable non-conference games, and then from there, it's a once you get to conference play, it's a matter of okay, can I find three wins? Mickey Joseph found a way to do that, and he had zero head coaching experience. And now we want to point. Now there's obviously been the conversation of uh, all the one possession losses that we had. Um, well, for one, under co- under Coach Frost in 2021. And for that matter, throughout the Frost era, and uh, and of course, and, and, to, and to a lesser extent, last year after Coach Joseph took over, because you know we lost two games, um, you know where you know where we had a double-digit lead, you know, and uh, and and they and they were you know right there, Wisconsin and Minnesota come to mind. So I see it like this. All right, from from there, it's a matter of okay, if Coach Rule has any sort of game management skills. You should be able to flip at least a couple of those games anyway, and and as far as how I as far as how I pivot, pun intended, back to Co- you know to Coach Hoiberg, mm-hmm. as far as as far as what's you know as far as you know what gets him back or what have you now, I think it's all well and good that we're finally playing a style that uh, you know is more conducive to what we have because I'm a firm believer in that you know. When it comes to relying on three-point shooting, I'm with you, Sip. You know, unless you have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, there's no re. You know, you, you really can't do that. You know, and and plus on an every year basis, we're not going to get those type of guys. So that's where you know the core of your team has to be. You know, solid defense, good. You know, good shots on offense. <clears throat> you know, and use tempo. But you know what, though, fellas, what's that? What are your co- whether you're Coach Rule or whether you're Coach Hoiberg, every game you play, whether it's time when it's time to kick off or time to tip off, it's time to kick ass. Let's go! All right, Vince, kick off or tip off, kick ass. There he goes. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vince. Well, when we come back, Sean Callahan will tell us about a couple new recruits added to the class from yesterday and a little update on the staff. How about that? Sean Callahan, Husker Online, next on Early Break of the Ticket.